What is up, Washington Commander family, and welcome back to another episode of the Bleeding BNG podcast. So I had a feeling the next time we do an episode, there was going to be some news. There was going to be some big news, so I was holding off for a couple of days. You know, I try to get you guys an episode every week at least, but I was figuring that it was going to be some news, at least coming from the Combine or coming, you know, that's when the news and nuggets drop um, regarding the new league year. That's where really like a lot of the new league year news and information drops. So I thought it was going to be some big news regarding the Washington Commanders. And there was. And there was. There absolutely was. So just to give you a wrap up over the the course of the week and just the emotions that I'm going through. So just to give you a time step as I do for every episode. Today is Thursday, March 10th. It is about 3 o'clock p.m. And yesterday the Washington Commanders traded for quarterback Carson Wentz. They gave up their 2020 second-round pick, or they swapped their 2022 second-round pick, gave up their 2022 third-round pick, and gave up their 2023 third-round pick as well. But that 2023 third-round pick is a conditional pick that can turn into a second-round pick if um, you know Carson Wentz plays at least 70% of the snaps for the Washington Commanders this season. So... I think, you know, Carson is a dude that played on two bad angles just to hit those type of incentives with the Indianapolis Colts. So, essentially, we gave up a a, a a second rounder, two second rounders. We swapped a second rounder. We gave up a third rounder and another second rounder um, in my eyes. But we also got a seventh rounder back. That news actually came out earlier today. And like I said, guys, while I was expecting news, big news, major news regarding the quarterback position in the Washington Commanders, I did expect to be more joyous. I expected to be more joyous because I was expecting some better news, to be honest, than, you know, we were having to trade for Carson Wentz. Having to trade for Carson Wentz. So before I go ahead and get on my soapbox, um, I, 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 let's look at this in the, in the scope of things. Let me look at this in the scope of things. And let me try to be, you know, let me start with my compliment sandwich. You know, you dress it up, you know, with a compliment. You get the negative criticism, then you try to end with a compliment sandwich. You know, if you work in businesses, you probably heard about that as well. So, um, I, I'm trying to get up for this move, guys. I'm trying to get up for this move. And the one thing that I can be honest about while trying to get up in this move is that we did upgrade at the quarterback position. Carson Wentz is just simply better than Taylor Heineke, no matter how well you slice it. I don't want to hear from the Heineke hive. I don't want to hear how comparable their numbers were. Carson Wentz has the arm talent to be successful potentially in the NFL, and we've seen it. We've seen it. He has the arm talent to be consistently a, a downfield threat to throw the ball downfield. Defenses aren't going to sit there at 12 yards and not have them move and just sit eight and nine guys in the box and just sit on everything like they were doing with Taylor Heineke towards the end of last season. Like we do, we, we did upgrade at the quarterback position. That's the one positive I can take out of it. But how much better did we get? Now I'm saying this because Carson Wentz does come with a $28 million cap hit. And my thing is, with this franchise and what I've seen over the course of this week with this franchise, is that we have to face it. We have to face it. This is a poverty franchise. And I'm not the one saying it. I'm not the one saying it. It pains me to say this. It pains me to say this, but I'm a realist at the end of the day. If you've been tuning in to us, you know, we just celebrated our one-year anniversary. We, we done kept it real for over 365. That's all we do over here at the b Podcast is keep it real. And this is like... We're poverty. We're poverty. We're we're, we're a poverty franchise. 
And the thing that was making me so upset about just the simple fact about how Carson Wentz got here is this was a dude that was going to get released. If we're going to be honest, this is a dude that was going to get released whether you like it or not. You know how I know why? Or you know how I know how? It's because all the reports that have come out since the trade is that ownership was the one that was pulling the plug on this on this Carson Wentz experiment in Indy. Ownership. And newsflash, bro. If the owner isn't rocking with you, your days are numbered. Your days are numbered. He was going to get released. I don't, I don't want to debate that with anybody. It seems like other people are trying to debate me on that. No. He was going to get released, right? And the reason that we traded for him is because we think that once he hits the open market, he's going to tell us no, just like everybody else that was on our quarterback dream list pipeline. You know why? Because all those other quarterbacks view this as the dog shit franchise that it is right now. And it pains me to say it. It's not me. It's not me saying it. It's all upholded in the players' actions. You strike out on Russell Wilson the day before. And then I'm over here getting in debates with my, you know, my Washington Commanders content group chat. Because, you know, all this speculation leading into the offseason and things like that. And then, you know... You strike out on Russ. And then they're like, oh, well. And it wasn't just the guys in the group chat. You know, I love you guys to death. But it was everybody on the Washington football, Washington Commanders community like, well, what? Well, the sole thing, we're, we're bashing the organization. But, you know, the sole fact, and this is the initial reaction after the trade. The sole fact is that, you know, Seattle wasn't, Seattle wasn't going to deal him in the NFC. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. And like I said, that was the initial reaction, but I hope you guys feel a little bit embarrassed and a little bit ashamed after all the reports that have come out since that, you know, Russell Wilson told us told no to us, not only us, but the Philadelphia Eagles as well, and that the Seattle Seahawks was actually encouraging, you know, they, they looked at our offer as more positive than the Denver Broncos in the long run. But their hands were essentially tied behind their back because Russell Wilson had a no-trade clause that he wasn't going to waive to become a commander. If you don't think this organization is looked at as suspect in the light, that shows you right there. We coming up with all the marketing. You know, on my late last episode with Lake Lewis, shout out to my guy Lake. We coming up with marketing campaigns. <coughs> Excuse me. On how we're going to be attracting us to D.C. Well, newsflash, ain't none of that going to work if brother the man does not want to be here. And he did not want to be here. So all that, oh, Jalen, you're speculating. You're speculating. Well, guess what? It's been reports that came out since. That confirm my very thought. Everybody in the NFL views this as a dog shit franchise. I love Ron Rivera, and he has garnered a lot of respect in national media. It hasn't moved the needle that much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have to take a $28 million cap hit for a minute quarterback like Carson Wentz, even though he did upgrade. And according to some of y'all, that's all that matters. Which tells me that a lot of the Washington Commanders community doesn't have the foresight, and it's very short-sighted, just like the front office and the organization. Yo, man, hey, it's an upgrade, it's an upgrade over Heineke. Let's roll. It's an upgrade over Heineke. Let's roll. Yeah, but at what cost? You don't think it's gonna be a domino effect coming when you sign a mid-level, mid-level? And that's me being generous. 
quarterback to a $28 million. Like, like you, you don't think there's going to be domino effects coming off of that? And guess what? The first domino fell earlier today. Washington Commanders are now expected to release safety Landon Collins because, you know, he, they, he wasn't going to take a second pay cut after the Kosher Wentz trade. And that came from the horse's mouth himself. Landon told that to Josina Anderson just a couple hours ago. But, oh, we approved at the quarterback position. That's all that matters. And, no, I'm not here to make it seem like Landon Collins was a baller. And guess what? I'll be the first one to tell you he didn't deserve that contract, the initial one, that six-year, $84 million deal that he got. Those are for elite playmaking safeties, third-field defenders, rangy safeties, which he never was. Even in his defensive player of the year type year in 2016, he didn't have the most range in the backfield. Those are the guys that got through those big type of contracts in the secondary and locked down corners. He was never going to live up to that contract. But guess what? And I believe him. Like he admitted to Josina Anderson, he was willing to take that initial play cut. But you're going to ask him to take a second one for a mid-level QB? Nah, fam. Nah. I feel landed. I feel landed. Like I said, Landon wasn't no big ball out player, but guess what? He was one of our best defenders when he made that position switch closer to the line of scrimmage. So I know that this is a deeper uh, deeper than Landon Collins issue, but what took so long? What took so long? But guess what? Landon's going to be made the scapegoat because he didn't want to take another pay cut. For this dog shit franchise. I wouldn't have either. I wouldn't have either. Like, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. New regime, same old stuff. And my question is, like, you did upgrade at the quarterback position. Like I said, that's how I'm going to start the episode. Carson Wentz is better than Taylor Haneke. But do you expect that cap out in more than seven to nine wins like you would have with Taylor Haneke? Is that the expectation? With Carson Wentz? Because I'm, I'm letting you know now. You're setting yourself up for failure. And if you're capping out at nine wins, I just think there were a lot more options or cheaper options, more logical, economical options of going about winning nine games. They're making a panic move for a quarterback that's going to get released regardless. Rumors coming out that Bruce Arians was interested in Carson Wentz if he got released. So you just said, oh, yeah, I know he going to Tampa if he hit the open market. So let's just, let's just F it. You hit the less knee. F them picks, right? But we ain't the Rams. We are not the Rams. This was a panic move. This was a panic move. And, and like, I can't help but to, to seem like I was being sold a bill of goods of false dreams. All these content, all these write-ups from Mike Silver. All the, the, the glamour piece by Albert Breer talking about how attractive of a destination Washington was. Was that why we had to trade for fucking Carson Wentz? Because we're just a quarterback away and this is such a beautiful franchise. Shut the hell up, man. Shut up. 
And guess what? You know why I'm so pissed? You know why I'm so pissed? And I'm about to troll myself. Because my dumb ass don't renew that with some season tickets. Because I guess what? Guess what? I didn't do it until January. Honestly, didn't do it until the, the first thing piece where I'm like, oh, we're going to get ourselves a quarterback, fam. We're going to get ourselves a quarterback, fam. It's time. I'm going to be one of the first season ticket holders for the new name. We're going to get ourselves a franchise quarterback. I feel hoodwinked. Bamboozled. Let it straight. And all that. Because guess what? We did it for goddamn Carson Wentz. The dude that we broke in week one of the 2020 season. Sacking him eight times. That game broke him. He ain't been the same since. Because guess what? If you look at his 2019 stats, he wasn't that bad. Dude for 4,000 yards without a 500-yard receiver. He wasn't that bad. Then he played them dogs in Washington that performed like they were supposed to on the rare occasion. Chase Young's first game ever in NFL history. Ryan Kerrigan, two snaps in, in rotation time. Y'all forgot we came back from 14 down because your man saw a ghost. Y'all forgot about that pick he threw against Kendall Ford right before, you know, halftime? We don't forget anything over at Bleeding BNG. We remember everything. He going to the team that broke him, bruh. So, well, we guess, I guess we can fix him too, right? So, we, we, we know how to break him, but I guess we can fix him too. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. That's what that is. That's what that is. And I'm sick and tired of the Washington Commander community. And if this applies to you, yes, I'm talking to you, bro. If I had an add button, I would add every last single one of y'all. Because it's a couple of y'all that are just cheerleaders. It's a couple of y'all that are just cheerleaders that this team isn't going to do wrong in anybody's eyes or in your eyes. And guess what? I'm not knocking that. I'm not knocking that. But when you guys get on my nerves, is when you start trying to clown us pessimistic fans for being for being pessimistic. Like we don't have a right. And then in the midst of 24 hours, your tone changes. Like, oh, he wasn't getting traded to the Russell Wilson wasn't getting traded to the NFC East. Well, Carson Wentz wasn't that bad, isn't that bad of an option. When you were shitting on Carson Wentz two weeks ago, we see everything. So that's what I'm going to do is get your little cheerleading ass, some pom-poms, and a skirt. And you can go down there at FedEx and go rock out with Dan Snyder. You're going to be a part of his new cheerleading team. Since you want to clown us pessimistic fans like this team is giving us a track record of, of, of good of good, of good, good standing shit over the course of the last 20 years. I'm so flustered I can't even think of nothing. <laughs> it's ridiculous and I'm getting tired of it I'm getting people mentioning me well dude just jump ship just jump ship dude you're just starting in the little lot dude you just well why don't you go join a new team well guess what I'm getting close I'm getting close and the reason that I don't and the reason that I haven't yet is because I'm holding out because that's what I've done it for 26 years but guess what I won't do it for another 26 you won't see me being a dumbass Washington Commander fan at 52. If this, is, this is the way we going at. Bold up, baby. Justin Herbert. I already got my second team.
This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And, and like, I'm not even having as much fun being a fan anymore because I got to debate such short-sighted people in this community. And then that puts me in a position to be like, oh, you think you're so much smarter. No, I just know football. I know how a roster is supposed to be constructed. And I know economics. I'm educated. So when I'm debating uneducated opinions, yeah, I'm going to look like I'm disrespecting you. You might as well not even get into that with me. Because I'll win 10 times out of 10. And guess what? Landon Collins wasn't the only domino to fall. He wasn't. And it just doesn't sit right with me that you had to be desperate enough to trade for Carson Wentz. And it's not just because of the man Carson Wentz. Anybody... In car in with the scenario that Carson Wentz would be in, with his talent level, with his contract situation, you had to trade for that option because nobody wanted to come to you, even though you was hey big head in everybody in the NFL circles. Hey big head, you were sending text messages, you were sliding the DMs of everybody, and nobody wants you back. Jokes, jokes, jokes. But we're going into the season with so much promise. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. And I lied to you now. I said this earlier in the same group chat that I referred to earlier. The best thing that can come out of this shitty week is that the players that are currently on our roster see now that everybody else in the NFL circles and amongst the league views this as a dog shit franchise. And they don't come out pussyfooting at the beginning of the next season. They come out balls on the wall ready to ball because they felt disrespected. Because I do as a fan right now. We out here sliding in everybody's DMs and they just don't want us back. We look thirsty. We look thirsty. Now we look like the team that cried quarterback because we might have made a desperate panic move for Commander Carson. And I'm curious to see how this plays out. I'm really curious to see how this plays out. Because Coach Rivera said himself, year three is the make or break year. And he done hatched his wagon on the Carson Wentz. <laughs> I know that boy over there hoping and praying. And guess what? When you strike out on Russ, and if us looking at Deshaun wasn't really an option and wasn't really true, it was just rumors like it was on the rumor mill. Then you take the quarterback that you like at 11. And you develop him. Because a one-year rental in Carson Wentz isn't the answer. And do we really think this is a guy that's going to be here for the next three to five years? Because I don't. But these are, you know, the questions that you got to have foresight with. That a lot of you guys in the Washington community. And it's not just you. It's your organization that you root for as well. They're just as short-sighted. They don't think of. They just make rational trades. Irrational trades. You take a Malik Willis. You take a Kenny Pickett. You take a Desmond Ritter. And you lose with them rather than losing with Carson Wentz in a $28 million cap hit. Because guess what? If you lose with them, at least you have the money to try to build the roster up best, to the best of your ability. But you know why they don't do that? You know why they don't do that? Because they honestly don't trust their roster construction capabilities. I'm telling you now.
So they think that this mid-level quarterback is going to mask all of that. It's not. It's not. So I, as I told you, it with one one person, the same scenario. Start hitting me up, guys, for game tickets. Section one thirty nine. I have what? How many games they play on this year? Nine. Nine, 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 nine Washington Commander game tickets on sale. I may want to go to the first game. I may want to go to the first one. See what the unis look like in person. But everything else, I'm out, I'm out, dog. I'm checked out. I'm gonna make my money back. Lord knows I need it. Lord knows I need it. And speaking of that, if you love this channel, keep supporting this channel. Keep commenting, liking, and subscribing, especially on the YouTube. We appreciate that at all times. Um, I appreciate all the interactions that I've been making with fans. Um, the views are popping. The interactions are popping. Everything's going up. So, I, like I told you guys a couple of months ago, expecting big things for Bleeding BNG in 2022. Bigger things than what this Washington Commander squad going to give us. I'm telling you that right now. I haven't felt this depressed going into a season since... been a long time 2014 maybe 2014 where we didn't win anything the first year of Jay this is sad this is sad all positives though because we did upgrade at the quarterback position and that's all that matters to some of y'all that's all that matters to some of you like I said, Landon wasn't the only domino that's going to fall. Watch us not be able to shine the guys that we were looking at before Carson Wentz was signed. We were even talking about bringing in Omari Cooper. <laughs> Out the window. Out the window. Allen Robinson. <laughs> Out the window. You better hope you hit in the draft. You better hope you hit in the draft. And guess what? I've, I've even, I'll, I've even, I'm even a believer that you put yourself in a position where you can't even go quarterback with round one because you can't build your team through free agency. Not anymore. Not with the limited salary cap you have. So now you got to get a dynamic receiver. You got to get a cornerback. Got to get a linebacker. Got to get a safety. Oh, oh, the cap is non-existent. I understand that, but guess what? We still have less money than we were working with before the trade. Stop disputing math. Stop disputing math, please. We still have less money to work with, and I don't care how much restructuring we're doing. We're still going to have less money to work with than we did before we traded for a mid-level quarterback. And there lies my issue. There are a lot cheaper ways to win seven to nine games. And that's all I have for this episode of the Bleeding BNG podcast. Check out... Now, our next episodes, keep checking out our content, man, because we're pushing out episodes. No matter how down this team gets us, we're going to be pushing out episodes to you guys because at this point, it's all about what I love to do, and it's doing this podcast and then, you know, talking about this team and talking to you guys against the Washington Commanders podcast. So thank you guys for checking out this episode of the Bleeding B&G podcast. If you're following us on social medias, if you're not following us on social medias, be sure to check out our pages. Our Instagram handle is at Bleeding B&G. That's B-L-E-E-D-I-N-G-B-N-G. -E -E 
Our Twitter handle is spelled a tad bit different. That one is B-L-E-E-D-I-N-B-N-G. So there's only one G in our Twitter handle. Um, we're pushing out content daily over there, discussion posts, um, discussion boards, um, posts talking about transaction news and things like that daily. So we're always pushing content over there. Our Twitter following is large. Our Twitter fan base is large. Our interactions on Twitter are daily. And we, I make sure I try to talk to as many fans as possible because that's truly what I love to do. Um, so like I said earlier, if you're checking us out on YouTube, be sure to comment, like, subscribe. Check us out on all podcast platforms. All podcast platforms. But if you're checking us out specifically on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to review, rate, and subscribe. Let's finesse these algorithms so that when you're searching for anything Washington Commanders, Bleeder BNG is the first thing that pops up on your search bar. So be sure to check us out. Be sure to check in for the next episode of the Bleeding BNG podcast because guess what? It's draft season. And, you know, we were looking at quarterbacks for the draft, but now I'm thinking we're in the cave. We're in the position. That's one positive that I'll take from today, that we're in the position to draft a um, the best player available. So now we can start looking at, you know, the receivers that, you know, were top 15 picks. We can look at a guy like Kyle Hamilton or, you know, some of these, you know, edge rushers potentially if they slip. But I doubt we go there. So check out these episodes. We're going to get into a lot of draft coverage. Check out, to our, check out our episodes to come. And I appreciate you guys for tuning into this one. Peace.